I have not seen that. I'll find it and send but it to you. But have you seen um, when Smelly, every once in a while, he does a video and he has the blender in the video? And he'll talk and he'll turn on the blender and he'll be like, you know, the key is if you really want to lose weight, <laughs> and, and he'll be talking uh, over it. Yeah. And, and he's like, and, and then he'll stop and he'll go. And the most important thing that you need to remember is always, you know, like he really just hits the button funny. every time. That's fucking hilarious. He said that get less fatter on that podcast you guys did, that 11 or whatever. I had sleep apnea shit. really, really bad. And, um, it's cleared up a lot by just losing weight. I think and that's, that's fat. A, that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a factor. I just listened to it. I clipped it because I was going to try to find a clip for it. But that tag, be less fatter or be less fat, like he had a variation of that in that podcast. Let's start He's out. Been... Let's start out right here. Let's start talking about uh, be less fat. Morning out of Sacramento, California. What you gonna do? Better. Stronger. Son of a bitch. Faster. Oh, yeah! Be less fat. You know, like, um, first of all, is, is that offensive? No. You don't find it offensive? Not at all. Because it's an interesting thing. It's not thing. shameful. It's not shameful. Okay. It, it, it's interesting because, you know, Mark said it on Tom Segura's podcast. Right. He was giving advice to Burt Kreischer. Right. And he just said, I would tell people like Burt, just be less fat. And to me, it is, first of all, it's funny, right? Like, right. that's the bottom line, it's funny. Right. Um, and to somebody who's overweight, I could see how it could be triggering. Some people are, like, mad about it. Like, um, Well, people have various degrees of sensitivities to their physical flaws, right? Yeah. We're not yeah. saying, you know, hey, you are fat. We're right. saying be less fat. So, like... Even if you're skinny, you can still be less fat, right? Like they, fat to, to Mark and I, what I think people need to understand is like fat's a concept. Like you're fat minded means that like, would you prefer the Oreos over the piece of chicken breast? Yes. We all are fat minded like that. I or think even, we all or are. Even, or you can even make a more like linear comparison to the fruit, to the, to the pineapple or to the watermelon because chicken breast is just so dry. Yeah. So if you Oreos are kind of a dessert food. Like, would you prefer the Oreos over the fresh, fresh, you know, fruit, fruit. salad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Like, more of a apples to apples. Apples, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But so, and, and that is interesting. You know, one of the things, Mark and I, we had a conversation this morning, and I said, we have this weight loss group here at the gym, and I'm really proud of everybody. In general, everybody's getting healthier. Everybody has been losing weight. Um, but I think people are finding that they, they're like hitting walls and things like that, or they're just finding it hard to eat. And I said to Mark, like, this is a very deep psychological thing. Cause I said, you know, what, one thing that kind of disappoints me when I talk to people about their food and what they're eating, usually they're still, they still are sort of like in what I call, this is like a dry drunk. It's like a, um, like, what would you call it for a fat guy? Like a dry, like a, instead of a dry, it's like a, um. I don't know what, what comparison we get, but, but a, a dry drunk is basically somebody who has the behaviors of somebody who's drunk, but they're not drunk. So, like, maybe if you're um, a dry fat guy, what do we call it? Like, we need uh, a term for it. But anyway. A diet denier? A diet denier. A well, diet denier. If you're, like, because they're denying that they're not in a diet. So uh, the, the whole idea is that, like, you can go to In-N-Out and order a you know, a flying Dutchman, you can get, th you can throw away the bun. You can do that. But my goal for people is that they learn how to cook. 
and they learn how to make their own food and they learn how uh, I, I just feel like there's there's like such a more like such more of a connection to it all. Uh, like especially like that's why a lot of people like to hunt, right? You even go you regress back one stage further. It's like how do you further connect with your food? Well, you kill it yourself. Like that's the ultimate you know way of doing it. Um, I've never even I've never even done that, but I I have found that disconnecting from a lot of these fast foods or you know quick fixes you know like uh for example a lot of people would rather maybe grab a quest bar than to take the time to like cook up the uh chicken thighs at their house in the you know whatever so like a lot of people prefer the, prefer the convenience it takes like about eight minutes to scramble eggs yeah you can scramble two or three eggs in like eight minutes i'm just trying to get people past the um you know like like yeah you can eat for convenience but really like learn how to cook really lean into these things. Like what I wanted to talk about today is this meat and fruit diet that is really sort of, uh, you know, I know Mark and I sort of, I, we always say we started this gangster shit because a lot of times you go back in time and you look at things. And um, back five years ago on Joe Rogan's podcast, I said, you know, hey, I was doing a carnivore diet, but I said, what if I just eat an apple? But what I realized on the carnivore diet, when I switched over to carnivore, the whole time I was thinking, man, if I could just have an apple, I would feel like I would feel so much better. And like right there in the comments are like, this guy's not carnivore. He eats apples. Like, well, that's so stupid. But now we're five years later and we have people arguing with like Paul Saladino. Can you still call yourself a carnivore if you eat fruit? And I'm like, well, like, yeah, I mean, the idea is that the diet and I like that Paul uses this now is like he uses the term animal based, you know, it's a, it's a meat based diet, but it's not it's not an all animal diet. Um, there's good reasons to eat fruit and there's good reasons to like, you know, lean into some of these things a little bit uh, further than we have. Like, it's interesting because, um, I was saying that like, I would watch Paul as Paul's like evolved and I would even like get mad because I'm like, Oh, look at he's like, he was totally against eating fruit. You know, when I first talked to him about it and then I even said to myself, why am I trying to argue with somebody? First of all, who's my good friend. He's a friend of mine and I'm letting him trigger me because he's, doing the same thing I'm doing. So it was kind of like a st stupid, useless waste of my energy to even um, question what he's doing rather than jump on board and say, hey, I think what Dr. Saladino is actually doing is great. He's got great explanation. He was actually the one that convinced me in a weird, strange way to eat fruit. Because he would say, think about it, Chris. Think about all the toxins that are in the vegetables and the blah, blah, blah. And they, they don't want to be eaten. But the fruit, the tree bears fruit. It gives you fruit. The fruit ripens. Like the fruit turns color so that the animals know when it's ripe and when they can eat it and, or not eat it, you know? There's a certain like ancestral wisdom in that. In that There's in this that whole idea that right? like a banana yeah. fits perfectly in your hand. Most, <laughs> right. most fruit, like listen, yeah. think about it. Most fruit fits pretty comfortably in your hand. And most fruit, you can just bite into yeah. it. You know, and eat it or peel it and eat it. And it's like, you know, fits in your hand. Like, think of how easy, like, an orange peel just kind of comes off. Like, psh, like, think how easy a banana just peels away. Like, it is meant to be eaten. And um, as we're pushing more towards, like, I'm trying to get the guys in, in our group to understand that, like, the war on carbs is awesome. The war on carbs definitely works. But I've also seen a lot of shortcomings in the war on carbs is that, Maybe a lot of the war on carbs warriors are shorter lived. So like I'd, I would have a lot of guys lose like 50 pounds and then that would be it. 
they lose 50 pounds. I'd never hear or see from them again. And I, I don't know where they've ended up. I think that's a different thing, though. I think that's a, a fat guy's mindset where obviously to, to get to a certain level of obesity, there needs to be like some brokenness in your dietary habits, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think sometimes what happens is people hit a milestone. I, for, speaking for myself, you hit a milestone and you get just a little less scared and then complacency starts to creep in. Yeah. And that's something that I'm There's, battling with right now and just sort of realizing like you need to realize every day is an opportunity to get better and 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 just almost like you hear these NFL teams you got to stand on its throat. You got to put your Mark foot on its neck. He says like you're you're one like you're one meal away of getting back in and you're one meal away from getting back out, yeah. right? Like so you it's like um what step do you decide to take? And that's what be less fat is all about. So like the idea behind be less fat is not to be rude or mean to anybody. The idea is like when you walk up to the refrigerator and you open that door and you look inside and you see, Hey, there's my kid's leftover birthday cake and there's a steak sitting there and there's some fruit sitting there and Oh, there's like a lasagna that's like half eaten, uh-huh. you know, like what? Oh, well, you know, it'd be really easy to just take that lasagna and throw it in the microwave and eat that and then have like a piece of birth- the birthday cake yeah. for dessert. Yeah. And it does take some effort and yeah. some intestinal fortitude and a little bit of balls to just be like, you know what? I'm a man. I'm going to eat the steak yeah. and I'm going to, you know, and, and for some of us, it's not a question at all. I think like Mark and I have been able to like overcome that. But to be honest, like I haven't completely overcome that when I'm on my own at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely tend to want to make some bad decisions. How many weeks have you been on the uh, I know I know it's been in your atmosphere for years or your orbit for years. But how many weeks have you been more focused on the fruit meat repeat? How many is that been like two or three weeks? So I I started leaning into it more in the past probably month. Well, yeah. when I was in like New Jersey, for example, I was eating like I was the, the only thing that was close by was 7-Eleven and 7-Eleven had plenty of bananas. Right. So I'd eat like three or four bananas in a day. You know, like I just kept going. And then my um, my whole family, which is really nice. Everybody in my family is now pretty healthy. Yeah. And they're all into like meat and fruit, too. So there was a lot of fruit around. So then I'd go over to my cousins and I would like chop up some pears and some, you know, whatever. So I just ate a ton of fruit. And, and so I did a post about this on Instagram when I was gone. When I was, and, I, and I actually took a lot of time to sit and like look things up. And, and, you know, I put like a good probably two hours into a post I did about meat and fruit. And if you go back on my Instagram, it's like, a, I believe, a picture of like pineapple and watermelon because that's what I was eating like, you know, post-workout Every time, and what I go on to explain in that is that uh, per day, the the human body, uh, it might be that one right there too. That that was oh that wasn't the longer post. There's like a longer one than that, but you know the human body can take in about um, you could take in about fifty grams of sugar a day in the form of fructose before things start going off the rails, right? And so that's what I say in the post. In order to get up to 50 grams of fructose, you would have to eat about 10 bananas, right? So before fruit would ever store as fat, you got to eat like 10 bananas worth of fruit. I think I was like, I, I was listening to something the other day. I think it's that. You know, they, they were saying that like um, to 
get the sugar load that most kids eat every day, you'd have to eat like four pounds of fruit or something like that. You know, like, so it's, it's crazy. It's like the amounts of fruit that you can eat are pretty big. Uh, strawberries being like the best example. Uh, blueberries are a little bit higher. But for a pound of strawberries, it's only about 200 calories. A uh, banana is just 100 calories. So like I used to get so concerned and worried about adding a banana to my shake. And now I do it on purpose because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll add a banana in there. Because you're still, when you're putting a banana in a shake, you're still getting all the fiber. You're still getting all the nutrients. So one thing that we don't want to do with our fruits is to ever juice them. But if you want to throw them in a smoothie, and as long as you throw the whole thing in there, um, obviously not the seeds or the pits or whatever, but like you basically throw the whole fruit in there that you're going to eat and, you know, and you throw that in a smoothie, that's okay too. The problem is that we know that I could take the watermelon and a uh, pineapple that's in that picture, put that in a smoothie and it does, you don't end up with much, much substance, you know? Um, so it's, it's easier, it's easier to eat more like that, right? Like if we blend it up it's just going to be easier to oh, eat more right so just be careful like you could right. put you know if you put frozen strawberries in your shake you know just be careful just put like a handful in there but it, even that's only like 50 calories so i was getting all concerned about like putting fruit in a shake but now i actually think it's healthier so like think about this like a pound of pineapple is 250 calories a pound of fatty ground beef is around 1100 calories right so in that same pound the, the, the caloric yeah. difference is insane, right? Yeah, and the, the one thing that we need to, like, just tell people about fruit is there's, like, hardly any protein in it. There's, like, almost zero protein in it. But there's also, like, zero fat. So here's the one caveat that I have for everybody, right? Like, the thing that I'm thinking of in my head, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong and I'll be corrected down the road or whatever. But the way I'm looking at it right now is if you're simply to stick to meat and fruit and you keep the meats fairly lean— like you don't eat a lot of fat. There's not a whole lot of fat to be stored to to be stored, right? Like so we know that this is the the thing like I've been basing a lot of stuff off of what Lane Norton has been saying lately and I might be off on this and I need to actually talk to Lane and and really dive deeper into this. But from what Lane is saying is that it's really actually hard to store carbohydrates as fat. So the carbs are like the interrupter to the system where like when you introduce carbs, now your calories go up, it's easier to eat more, and then we consume more fat, and the fat is what gets stored as fat. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think he says like 98% of the fat that we store is from fat that we eat. So if we can get people to reduce the amount of fat they eat, like using Piedmontese beef, for example, which I have a code for, my code is BOR, saves you 25% off of all Piedmontese beef, but the reason I use Piedmontese beef is because the cows are the myostatin deficient cows that are super jacked, super muscular, and have about half the fat of a traditional Angus cattle that would be your normal hamburger meat. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the post I put up yesterday. Do you call it ground beef or hamburger meat? And that just really made me laugh because garbage. Well, like my mom would always call it hamburger meat. That's I got some funny. hamburger meat in the fridge. And I'd be like, you mean ground beef? She's I mean, like, yeah, it's hamburger meat. I think maybe my grandmother said the same thing. If my I mom at... always called it hamburger meat. So yeah. to me, that was almost like, I don't care if anybody else laughs at this. I laugh at that. That's you know? a good one. Um, that was a, are you garbage question? Do you call it hamburger I mean, meat that's great. or ground beef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, 
But so anyway, the the thing is that if you're so what I tell people is this: if you're gonna eat another burger, right, and that that second burger has like 30 grams of fat in it, what if instead of eating that second burger, what if you ate an apple? So my my cousin actually brought this. I'm my uncle, my uncle Jimmy. He's great. So my uncle Jimmy, we actually make a black Uncle Jimmy V-neck T-shirt. My uncle Jimmy loves V-necks, and he wanted a V-neck uh, T-shirt with the Slingshot logo. So like our whole family's always trying to invent shit, but our uncle Jimmy's so cool that Andy's like, well, we got to make a shirt for Uncle Jimmy. I mean, like, so it's literally called the Uncle Jimmy Slingshot Tee, and it's just like got the little, you know, little logo here, and he's so proud of it. He's like telling the whole family as that, he should be though. Well, he's like, "Hey, I got my own tea. You guys got to order it." Hell yeah! So the whole family's been ordering it, and I think they're the only people that order. They're actually really cool shirts. Single handedly bringing the numbers up by the Bell family. Yeah, yeah. and he's great. like going around bragging everybody. He's got his own. He's got his own uh, slingshot. That's great. Tea, the Uncle Jimmy tea. That's what it's called. Anyway, my uncle Jimmy brought this up to me. He goes, "I used to be on the Apple diet. My uncles have always been on. You know, they're like just like us. They're always looking for the next thing. You know." I was like, what's the apple diet? You just ate apples? And he goes, no, no, eat an apple with every meal. And I'm like, that's a, that's a brilliant diet. If you really think about it, eating an apple with every meal really just helps you to eat less. Can I ask you a question? I was re-listening to your uh, interview with Joe Rogan, and Mark and you were talking about how there was a study that if you eat uh, fruit with red meat, it yeah. somehow interrupts the processing of the fat. Do you did yeah. you ever do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. So that was um that was apple pectin. So pectin's a fiber that's in apples and it doesn't allow your small intestine to absorb fat in the same way. So when you eat like apples with meat, this is what I'm trying to tell people too is like there are certain um things in kiwi fruit that actually specifically very specifically help with protein muscle synthesis. So eating like Meat and kiwi can actually get you jacked. Is that apple specific or is it any fruit? Well, that's kiwi. Well, I, speaking then, of the... W- with the pectin, it's mainly in apple, apples, but you can find pectin in a lot of fruit. There's things like uh, bromelain in pineapple, and I believe that helps with digestion. And I think that also helps somehow in um, like fat loss. I think like there's a lot of these sort of phytonutrients that are in fruit that are helpful that can actually help us you know i mean if you do think about it logically and you go back to what we said about dr saladino and looking at the plants from like the parts of the plant that don't want you to eat them the seeds the stems the um what do you call it the uh the rinds well like the prickery right you know the uh, uh you know uh, thorns. the thorns yeah. yeah like i mean like that obviously is is saying hey get off of me don't eat me right? right like that's a very clear sign but when a tree bears fruit like i mean that's even like it's the term it like bears fruit it's giving it to you mm-hmm. it's like here take my baby you know eat this yeah it's kind of what it's saying it's pushing it out to the world and then what does it do it falls off the tree like it gets so big and plump and it falls off the tree and then then what does it do? It either returns back to the earth or an animal eats it and they poop out the seeds. And when they go and they poop out the seeds, now you have fertilizer with those apple seeds. And that's right. how the new apple tree grows, right? And that's how things have been reproducing themselves forever, right? So if you just think of it in, in that context, um, also, you know, there's a lot of animals that, that eat a lot of fruit. I mean, that's how fruit spreads their spreads its seed. You know, that's how it gets from one spot to the next. Um, 
and it doesn't seem like they have any problems with it. One of the things I wanted to discuss with you is that you've actually done it. You've actually done meat and fruit uh, for the past about a month. Month, yeah, it's pretty just, just before you went to Jersey. Yeah, and how do you feel on it? I I feel great. I and I I found myself wanting to go back into the kitchen after dinner. You know, second supper second supper's been part of my biology for a long time, mm-hmm. and I just realized, you know, it, calorically, it just makes so much more sense instead of going in and and serving up another another half pound of ground beef and trying to put a little couple slices of cheese in there to make it more palatable and yeah. stuff like that. Just go grab some watermelon, grab, grab some apples, grab some pineapple. It's just made, it's made a big difference. I'm, I'm down nine pounds in this last month. Yeah. So I mean, moving again, I, I got, and back if you to really it. want to get freaky, you can mix the two and you can take some Greek yogurt and you can put some, like pineapple and Greek yogurt or like pineapple and cottage cheese, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Like it might sound weird, but once you, you know, chop it up a little bit and you you throw a bunch of like pineapple in the cottage cheese or smash up a bunch of strawberries or blueberries and throw that in your cottage cheese, I know it sounds weird because people aren't used to that, but mm-hmm. fruit and cottage cheese is amazing and fruit and Greek yogurt's also really good. And then the coup de gras, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds good. Um, the... The ultimate thing that I, I've been making lately that isn't um, meat or fruit, really, but it's sort of in the meat category, is I've been making this protein pudding. I had that about four nights ago. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's unreal how good it is. It's unreal. So I'm actually trying to get Mark to um, realize how great it is, and I, I think we should make it a product. I think we should have a powdered drink. Like, not a drink, a powdered um, a powdered pudding. Because it's so good, and I think we could actually probably make it healthier. So, like, we're using Jello brand pudding, right? And I'll give everybody the recipe right here. Don't stop steroids unless told by your doctor. Today, I'm going to show you how to make the best protein pudding you've ever had with the steak shake. Let's get out our, our blender cup, make sure it doesn't stink. This is A2 skim milk. This is going to be better on your digestion. We're just going to put in like a cup of that, one package of sugar free, fat free Jello. We are gonna do this. We'll do a double scooper of the steak shake, which has liver, kidney, heart, spleen, and pancreas in here, along with beef protein and egg protein. Liquid first. You never wanna make the mistake of putting the powder on the bottom. It's a horrible, horrible mistake. It's very amateur too. We'll see how it looks. And dump it out. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good, my friend. Right. We don't know if it's actually fat or fruit. I don't care what the macros are. I just wanna stuff my face with something sweet. That's what that tastes like. What, what made you think of this, Chris? I'm fat. <laughs> it's just usually oh rock. It blows you away how delicious this tastes. I can't have the whipped cream, though. I do two scoops of protein, one packet of sugar-free, fat-free Jello pudding mix, which has about 80 calories. It's got about 30 grams of carbohydrates in it. It's really just like cornstarch, so I don't know what we could use instead of that to like, or if there is an instead, or if there needs to be an instead, because it's also very low in fat. So the only way it's high in fat is I also make it with raw milk sometimes, and raw milk probably, I'm probably putting about 20 grams of fat into my pudding, but if I don't want to do that, um, I th- believe you've made it with almond milk. And I believe you've also made it with a protein shake, right? Like, yeah, like if you take an Ensure protein shake or a muscle milk or 
something that's well, insurance more, for old people, Russell. Well, I'm just I'm well you You, you use Premier, right? That's yes, when you use Costco. I purposely didn't say Premier because I see you I see you wince every time I say Premier Protein. But uh yeah, I use Premier Protein. And I'll do one one bottle of Premier Protein, two scoops of the chocolate uh of uh, I do steak shake, the chocolate steak shake, and then a packet of the sugar free jello puddington. And I blend it, I let it sit for like I blend it, let it sit for like 10 minutes. It's Chris, it's insane how good it is. I'm really not against the Premier Protein. I was just uh, against, you know, you have a personal battle with somebody. We had a little battle over did. the fact that, like, you really wanted to make with the Premier Protein. I'm like, no, listen, the almond milk is really good. Just do it how I said. Yes. <laughs> and it was more of like that hard headed, you uh-huh. know, like you get a little hard headed. There's a lot of trust me. I know what I'm talking so I'm like, about involved. With yeah, both I'm of like, us. come on, man. Just yeah. fucking make it the way I said. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't break the rules here. It's funny. You know? It's true. Um, so I don't, I don't really hate Premier Protein. I mean, any brand cranking out protein out there, we gotta we gotta support, and be a fan of as long as long as it's a good product. I think um, anything that you get, at, I think people should know this too. Like anything that you get at Costco is actually probably a really good product. Costco doesn't really sell crap. Like everything at Costco is pretty good. So like some people go, oh, I got you know my fish oil at Costco. Is it good? It's like probably, probably more than not, more times than not, you know. Um, they have the the meat there is amazing. When I went on Rogan, Rogan was like, "Do you have a deal with Costco? Like, do you, you got some sort of deal going? Because you keep putting it over." I'm like, "No, no. They just make this is before I worked with Piedmontese, but um, even now I'll still say I think like if you're gonna go just buy regular meat, Costco is the place to go. There's, I, if you're out to get and like, if you're trying to get fruit, go ahead. Sorry, uh, my bad. If you're, you're not, trying to get like prime meat, it's hard to go beat Costco, right? For it, just sort of knowing it's a trusted source of prime meat. Yeah, the is, prime meat and the and the price is pretty good. Yeah, and you can get ribeye caps there. You know, you can get all sorts of good stuff. So good. And then you can go over to the fruit and you can buy a ton of fruit. And what the one thing I want to really hammer home to people is like, you can kind of eat a lot of fruit, and you're not going to get fat from it. What you're going to get fat from is cheating on the diet. And so this is where I feel people fall into hell. And I feel really bad because I'm part of this. When you put somebody on like a war on carbs or a ketogenic diet or whatever, the worst possible position that person can be in is one where they half-ass the diet and they cheat. It's the worst diet to cheat on. If you cheat on a diet where you're simply just reducing calories and you go over the calories a little bit, well, that particular day you're just not going to lose weight. But the things that you can do to yourself like on a keto diet when you haven't had carbs in like six weeks and then you introduce like a giant bolus of sugar or something. Say you go off the rails and, you know, you eat a bunch of sugar or something. Just the amount of like quick inflammation and things that happen in your body that aren't, aren't normal are real bad. And then what happens usually is that once you break this, that like sort of like, Addictions work both ways, right? So, like, once you're off carbs for, like, a good six weeks and then you have them again, you're, like, addicted right back to them within, like, a day. And then you get what we call carb creep. And I hate these diet creeps. Like, any creeps of any kind in the diet need to go. Um, You're talking about, like, you'll feel really good and then complacency comes back because, like, well, I lost 10 pounds. I can kind of, you know, take the brakes off a little bit. But then when you do all this other bad shit creeps back in and it slowly creeps in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll have a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. And then next thing you know, you know, you're eating twice as much as you're 
as you were before, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so um, I think that's one of the things we have to watch out for in these diets. Like if you're going to pick a ketogenic or carnivore diet, which I actually don't really recommend. I recommend people base it on like the foods that they eat and stick to eating mostly lean meats. If you have some fatty meat, that's okay. Like it's okay to have some brisket now and then. It's okay to have some pulled pork now and then. Like whatever your heart desires, have it now and then. But I would say don't eat a ribeye every meal because you would like to have maybe, um, like say you're eating all red meat. It'd be good to eat, um, it'd be great to eat a ribeye or ground beef every meal. But I feel like when you do that, that's when you need to keep your carbs really low. So I wouldn't really recommend like, a lot of fatty meat, and then a lot of fruit. But I would say that you could eat basically as much fruit as you need to to get through the day, but I would try to get in the protein first. So like what I would like people to do that are sort of following the plan that I give them is I think that you should get in protein first, like in the day, right? Try to get in 50 to 100 grams of protein before you eat any fruit, you know, just make like, you don't have to do that. But I, I think these simple rules help you to avoid the creeps. Like what's going to cause you to eat four bananas in a row? Like Brandon was telling me the other day, he's like, hey, I, I, I want to try to eat a banana, but I ate four in a row. And I'm like, hey, buddy, that's okay. That's actually fine. I'd, I'd rather have you do that than like go way off. But if he had had like a little protein with that banana, he probably just had one banana, right? And we discourage that kind of behavior of binging of any kind because I think that like, like you were talking about before, you're like, oh, that's like a fat guy behavior, right? Like, and and binging is a behavior that that we've developed on, you know. And it's a little bit of just like harm reduction, right? I mean, if if I'm if I'm crushing a container of fruit versus killing a sleeve of Oreos, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's good to to embrace any sort of binging no. but if you're working binging out of your life and you know, you're, it go ahead binge on, binge on fruit you'll just poop your pants you know and the other thing people can do too like um for example our buddy fernando i'm really really proud of fernando because uh he wanted to stop drinking right and i think that's amazing he's like hey man i, I want to stop drinking <clears throat> but he told me he came in here yesterday and he said i need help like with sugar cravings i he's like they're so bad that like I've been having like Slurpees, like he he went off the rails on the diet, and I said, well, hey, we're trying to stop drinking first. Let's get rid of that problem, and then we'll work more towards the diet. But what I told him to do is just like, hey, make a big fruit salad, and just pick at it till it's gone. And then if you still have sugar cravings after that, and you end up having a Slurpee or whatever, so be it. Whatever, just don't drink, right? And then once we get past that part of his life. Then we go, okay, now we'll fix up the diet, right? Because we have to take care of things in the order that they're killing us. And he didn't like the amount that he was drinking, right? So he just wants to reduce it. So there we go. Let's work on reducing that. Then we'll work on it. It's really hard. I tell people a lot. I think it's really hard to work on three or four habits at a time. And I'm not saying it's impossible. And I'm not saying don't do it. But I think people are very much more focused and can participate and be there more for what they need when they're just kind of focusing in on one thing. And a lot of times these things go together, you know? So like when you're like, just use a stopping uh, doing drugs or alcohol and you're going to have like these um, sugar cravings. Right. And so you'll find like, well, without the drug, like that's usually what made me eat more anyway. Like if it's say it's weed, 
well, it was making me eat more anyway, so without the drug, I really don't need that much food. So a lot of times, like, these things can work synergistically anyway, and you just got to, like, let them. But I think a lot of times, too, we become so frantic with, like, fixing all of our life at once, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, honestly, this meat and fruit thing, I just think, like, think of how easy you have it. If I say, listen, you can eat as much meat as you need to to be full. I would say like this. Eat a gram per pound of body weight in protein, right? Your fat should be probably about half of that, right? So say you eat 200 grams of protein, about 100 grams of fat, and the rest of that stuff is going to be filled in with uh, carbohydrates from fruit. That's an excellent diet.